You're listening to the Claret and Big Blue podcast on the Pass the Gravy Podcast Network. <laughs> Damn, Daniel. Taken away by Wicks. Let's see it. Oh, it's glorious. It's Pettis to Jones. Oh, what a catch by Dickie with the jump ball. Near as far as Saeed Ben Rama. And we are live. We'll do it live. Welcome everyone to Clarity Big Blue, probably the only podcast on the internet dedicated to West Ham United and the New York Giants. That's right. Football and football balls. Where everyone's safe. I don't know why Alex is But I'm Mike Fish and I'm joined as always by Alex Middlefun. How you doing, buddy? Oh, you can't hear me? Hold on, I don't know what's going on in my headphones. Oh. I don't know what's happening, man. I thought he was leaning in because he was really interested in what I was saying, but apparently he can't hear shit. And you know how tick savvy he is, because he thought by leaning in to the screen that would somehow make him able to hear me. But anyway, while uh, Alex sorts out his uh, tech issues, uh, what are we going to talk about this week? Obviously, we're talking about the last-minute heartbreak for West Ham as they fell 1-0 to Manchester United. But that bullshit goal, uh, and also new general manager for New York Giants, Joe Schoen. And then we've got, obviously, the head coach interviews ongoing. Uh, we'll talk about who's favorites, who we want, who we don't, and things like that. There we go. Do we have you back now? You'll get you with us? Yeah, I don't know what happened right there. I was just saying, I loved how, like, you couldn't hear me, so you thought by leaning in, you might be able to just... Is he speaking quietly? No, I was trying to read, the, like, <laughs> to connect my AirPods and stuff. I don't know what fucking happened. There you go. That's Apple. It's trying to screw with us. That's what it is. But anyway, you were us. How you been? Good. Good. How about you, dude? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's just uh, kind of recapping what we're going to talk about. It's kind of weird that when we was like, before we went live, we was like, oh, what are we going to talk about? And then I just remembered, because it seems so long ago, since the last time we did the show, we had a new, head, new general manager appointed, right? That wasn't yeah. a thing last time. So... I mean, before we get into that, kind of uh, let's talk fun things rather than boring things. Uh, how, what, did you get up to anything interesting in the last seven days? Any special adventures over down in H-Town? Not really, man. I just watched a pretty awesome week of football. I love not having to worry about the Giants ruining our weekend football-wise. So uh, it was it was good to watch like four, maybe the best four games in a row ever, it felt like. There was a pretty intense weekend for football. It was like, it was like somehow the stars aligned and they organized them perfectly where they just kept getting better and better and better and better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and also, awesome. just because I'm too old already, do you know what? I really love the fact that they can't do this every season because obviously they try to get three games in on a Sunday. I loved how early the Sunday game finished. The late yeah, game. I felt that way as well. It was like, oh, okay, it's like eight o'clock or whatever, nine o'clock. This is awesome. Not like usually the game started about eight fifteen. Yeah, normally it's like twelve twelve thirty my time when the game finishes, and I'm kind of, oh. and now I suppose I have to go to bed. Yeah, right. And be a 
productive human being, but no, <laughs> there was so much more room for activities on Sunday. It was awesome. Um, Alex O joining us live in chat, which obviously if you are listening to us on demand, you can do this every Tuesday at six o'clock Eastern, five o'clock central live on YouTube, Twitch, and uh, Facebook. Uh, so you do, you have to do the intro again since Alex missed it. No, well, I want you to do it again. I well, like so I, I introduced you. It was like, I was like, Hey, it's Mike fish. And I'm joined as always by Alex middle fun because you're a fun guy, but then you just missed it. It was awesome. But I, I don't hate that first time. Alex Middlefun, it's your new... Oh, he's going for the AirPods again. He's they're attempting back. the AirPods. You're in the AirPods, they're charged? They're back. They're good. Beautiful. No one wants wine. I know I've got wines, but whatever. Well, I look like yeah, I look like a peasant. Well, no, you have like the cool over-the-ear ones. I always feel like when you watch stuff on... like I don't know about you, but like when you watch local news and stuff, and now that everybody can do it from Zoom, like somebody has like the big-ass fucking... Like a doctor with the giant-ass... like. Like bigger than these, just earbuds. You're like, dude, buy your doctor. Buy some fucking AirPods, man. One of my favorite ones when, for some reason, they feel like I'm gonna be interviewed by a local media or even big mainstream media, and they're like, should I go to my laptop? No, I'm just gonna go with my cell phone. And so they're just like interviewed like this. And there's like the black part right here. Like this part of the screen is black. It's it's like smaller. It's like I'm watching a YouTube video from 15 years ago. Terrible. Was yeah. YouTube a thing? Some people have adapted. I think it was. Some people have adapted, and a lot of people have not. But you'd think if you're on like every, like there, I'm not, like, I'm not gonna mention which station, but there's this one guy. It's like a expert, like a medical expert, and whatever he does, he's like in his coat, but he's just got like the biggest like fucking AirPods, not AirPods, but uh, like like attached headphones and stuff. And you're like, dude, come on, just just you know, spraying for some some AirPods. They're not super cheap, but they're not like like you're a doctor. You know? I'm sure you can spring like $150. But you see that Apple... That, you look like AirPods, a poor, all right? Is it AirPods <laughs> Plus where they have the over-the-ear ones? They're Bluetooth? It's like, they're not know. AirPods if they're over the... They're, just, they're less convenient. I bought sure. like my first pair. Actually, I bought a couple of right pairs of like the first ones. And then my dad gave me this. Is like, like These are the gift, like the new, the second-gen ones, which just go like deeper in the air, I guess. But like I would, I don't know. I, yeah, that's what that's what I've heard. But um, fortunately, I've never gotten to be the one that makes them say that. But you know, um, uh, it, like I don't know. Whatever. They're, She's got a ring on her finger now. She's too late. She can't get out yeah. of it now. Right. She's got. She's stuck. She's trapped. Ah. Uh, so yeah. Giants news. I guess. Joe Talking headphones. Woo. Joe Schoen. Are you happy? You mad? You indifferent? How are you feeling? Well. Uh, I feel like last, like we said last week, we don't really, uh, we don't really know a ton about him, except that he helped build the Bills, and the Bills looked pretty good. So I am going to hope that he can build the Giants that way. I mean, where, so where did he come? Did I didn't come really. From... I yeah, he was on the Bills. He's the Bills, the Bills assistant GM. Yeah, and they've been doing quite well. Yeah, well, he's he's he like. Yeah, drafted Josh Allen. He he's turned the team in from like a laughing stock of the league to like help turn them into the team that just barely lost to the the Chiefs because of some questionable you know OT rules or whatever. I don't really disagree with the overtime rules. I think that those were already set in place, but I would have liked to see the Bills get to play. Um, I mean, okay, my opinion on that one. So, what's up, Tony? 
Guess I'm the only one here. No, we've got other people here just with some multiple platforms. So you might be the only one on mm. Facebook. But yeah. We've got, we've got people in. We've got Alex's Germany in. Um, but the overtime thing, I get what I had like disagreements, shall we say, on social media where I was like, the, the rules are bullshit. And because I just felt, even though I had no dog in the game, you know, I didn't really care who won, but the game was so awesome. It was like, I, I felt robbed not being able to have the Bills try to make a comeback, you know what I mean? It's kind of uh, yeah. uh, it's kind of a shitty way to win it. I think the Bills should like in my my opinion, I feel like it's it's like soccer and football have it backwards to me. Where like soccer, I don't understand why they don't just do golden goal. Like whenever I be well, FIFA, it's but they should. They should keep doing golden goal because it makes the most sense. Like in in soccer, if you if one team wins that like, gets the like the kickoff takes it like kicks it down the field like that's on somebody else because you know it's a it's a consistent game of going back and forth if you're like, unless it's like a pick six to end it which a pick six like that kind of satisfies either way of the ending you know it's like the offense had the ball the defense just took it and scored like if if you're in soccer it makes sense to have a golden goal that ends it right when they score but like in, in football it's like well the other team should have a possession at least right you know it, it's not as fluid offensively and defensively so i i don't know i feel like in my idea, if I had to fix NFL overtime, um, you just give them like a 15 minute quarter, you play it out. Uh, we would have got 15 more minutes of that, which would have been awesome. Or even if they don't want it to or drag 10 out minutes. Much, make it, yeah, to make it 10 minutes or something. But yeah, to have it, because I thought they had changed it. Because I thought I got caught off guard. I was like, did I miss something? No, they changed because when the, the referee from a said quarter and regular season to, to, to 15 minutes. And then a while back, because it, it, it used to be like a field goal. You could kick a field goal and end it. And then it was a touchdown on the first possession, ends the game, and after that, it's next score wins. And then it's like, if you score a field goal first, and then the other team doesn't do anything, then it's game over. Right. Right? But yeah, the way the referee was explaining the rules, he was saying, like, hey, we're starting a new new game, 15 minutes, we're playing to find a winner. So I was like, oh shit, did, oh, wait, did I miss something here? Are we actually playing like a full 15 minutes here? I was like excited. Mm-hmm. And then obviously that wasn't the case. Um, well, there's, there's college so many overtime rules. What? Okay, I mean, college overtime kind of. College what are they? Because I'm. Now they just go for two after like the second overtime. But it used to be you'd start at the 25 or the 20. I think it was the 20 or 25. You'd start at the opposing 25 and then you just like you got to keep going. And so it'd be like uh, you would want to receive. You would want to be on defense first because you would get to see what you'd match. So it would be. Like it would have been the Bills would have started at the Chiefs twenty-five. You get to you get to go down the field and see if you can score or get a field goal. Then the Chiefs would get a chance to match it. And then if they did that, then the Bills would go on defense again, and the Chiefs would go. And it was just kind of back and forth. It's a shorter field, but like in the NFL, like teams are going to score way more than that. So I feel like just kick it off twice. Yeah, everyone should have a go because then people are saying, "Well, what?" The Bills' defense should have been better. Like, well, okay, yeah, just because you can avoid overtime yeah, no, doesn't mean the overtime rules... Just stop them. But it's like, just because you can avoid overtime doesn't mean the overtime rules aren't shitty. That's not my point. Yes, of course, if you have the chance to not go into overtime, you should avoid it, obviously. But it doesn't mean the rules are not shitty. I don't know. It's like, whatever. It's... I, don't, I still don't know why I, I get so annoyed at people on Twitter. That's their job to annoy people but whatever um 
yeah, anyway, Joe Schoen. So, yeah, so, I mean, he looks, like I was saying last week, he looks like a nice guy. He looks like a guy. We had fucking, what's his face? I can't even remember fucking name. Dave Gettleman, who looked like a villain. troll. So, not that that matters, obviously. But, um, yeah, so it's exciting. And, obviously, we've been doing the head coaching interviews. Yeah, was it yes? Was it today the first one or yesterday? Um, we talked to Dan Quinn yesterday. Right, and then... Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. I know, it's been going for a while, because obviously we had the guy with a second interview today, the bowl. Brian Dable, yeah, we had him. Uh, he did a Zoom interview last week. We had him in person, which I like to think of... Uh, I'm, I know that both like that Mara and Tish, the two co-owners, were there in the interview, but I like to think of... Joe Schoen as like his second day in the building because he's finally able to come to New York away from the Bills, you know. Um, mm. it, this is his first time being in the building. I like to think that like he's just like, uh, all right, so if we'll just go up here to my office. Oh crap! You know what? This is not my office. Uh, my office is the next next hallway. Like I like to think of him just like awkwardly leading him, like, leading these coaching. Uh, candidates down just like trying hall, to pretend like, like he knows getting, where everything is getting law and yeah we're over here this is uh nope that is a janitor's closet my bad my bad <laughs> but but just in case you this you is need to know that room. this is where the janitor usually puts things and this walks into the office and there's dave gettleman still sleeping on the floor dave get out come on you get can't out sleep here jesus christ your, your card how does your card key still work i, I came through the window oh for fuck's sake dave <laughs> come on um I, I know I'm talking too much about complaining, but I saw someone because there's some people haven't had their first interview yet, right? And we completed a second interview this week. And I saw some people complaining how it was like unprofessional that we had a second interview before some people had their first. I was like, seriously? Like the way the Giants have been in the last few years, that you're now bitching about that? Seriously? That's the least of our worries about yeah, the just scheduling. Shut the fuck up. Of the just interviews, the fuck's up. sake! Just like you don't know, like you're not in the interviews. You don't know how they're going. Maybe it's like, you know what? Hey, uh, like Brian Dable was literally like his team's in the playoffs. Like maybe he was like, like I don't think that was the case because I'm sure he scheduled it at a good time. But like, like oh hey, you know I, I got to do a film session real fast with the guys. Hold on, um, can we can we pick up this another time? And then maybe it's just a continuation. But it is a second interview because it's the second time they talk. I don't think that's the, the the case, but it's like, like who knows what happened in those interviews? Maybe there's bad internet connection last week. Maybe now they're having him in in person because it's easier. Maybe his AirPods weren't working. Maybe his AirPods weren't working. That's possible. We, we saw what just happened here. That seems we, we had to do a purpose. second podcast. We to prove an example. Exactly. This is your learning here on current Big Blue Podcast. Mm -hmm. um, point, not an example. Is there any favorites for you? I mean, obviously it's all up. There's no point guessing. Oh, this guy's the favorite because we're not in the interviews, but but people will try anyway. But uh, right. if you were to pick one, is there one, or is you just kind of like I don't give a shit. I just want someone who comes in and knows what it's all about. I mean, I want somebody that's gonna fucking win. I definitely want that. Um, my opinion doesn't really matter, but Brian Dable seems to be the the popular discussion, the popular name that you hear around there. And and we've said the last couple of weeks, pretty much since Judge got fired, and we found out that like, oh, we're gonna get a head coach and GM combo. Like, let's go offense minded guy this time, or gal. 
but probably going to be a guy, um, offensive-minded guy, uh, because we have not been able to score any points, and it's really hard to to win and stay in games if you can't score points. Brian Dable is really like the only offensive guy I see on the on the list of like popular reoccurring names with this this coaching search. Uh, you have Brian Flores, ex Dolphins coach, Dan Campbell. Or not Dan uh, Dan Quinn, excuse me. Dan Campbell's the coach of the Lions. Uh, Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. Leslie Frazier, the DC for the Bills, and then Patrick Graham, who was the Giants' DC the last couple of years. I think that's more of a formality. I think Patrick Graham is a really good defensive coordinator. Um, I just don't see, you know, like it seems like this Giants organization right now is trying to do the uh, let's not promote from within, and with McAdoo we promoted from within and that didn't work. And, you know, with, with Gettleman, that was sort of an in-house hire because he had so many connections with those guys. I think they're really trying to just kind of, you know, go outside the organization, although it is up to, to Joe Schoen now. Um, I, I think that Dable makes the most sense. We've said pretty much since we, we found out some of the hot coaching or hot GM candidates, uh, we were like, if it's polls, we think, you know, the enemy could be the guy, the coach, the offensive coordinator for the chiefs. Um, it, we, we just kind of thought that it, like the 49ers guy might have brought in McDaniels. Uh, I, I just I think that Dable or Frazier makes sense with Schoen, and I feel like Dable just with what he's done with that offense would be awesome. I saw somewhere though, uh, the Ravens fired their defensive coordinator Wink Martindale, or he stepped away from them. Um, I think that I, I saw that if it would be Dable, that a uh, very very likely scenario, Ian Dable, Ken Dorsey who's the quarterback's coach for the Bills right now. Um, if he's not retained as the offensive coordinator, then it's very likely he would be Dable's offensive coordinator there with the Giants and then uh, Martindale as the D.C. So that's a pretty solid little lineup. And if you don't remember, Ken Dorsey was also the quarterback of like the greatest college football team of all time, the 2000s Miami Hurricanes that had all those guys. No idea. And then he was on the Browns. And- 20 years ago. And I want to say he was maybe even on the Bills for a little bit, but yeah, uh, Ken Dorsey. Look him up. He was a he was like a part of a bunch of great teams, but he wasn't ever like the great player on the great teams. But yeah, he's my favorite. Heisman because, finalist, I think. Just mainly because, like you say, I think we need offensively minded guys in there, and the fact that he just don't want to score points, dude. We got to score points. He has experience working with Joe Sherman, so it makes sense have a nice cohesive unit coming you want to in. go with your guys usually and yeah oh, this has worked in buffalo maybe this will work you know for the giants as well and i think brian flores like if i was ranking it it would probably go likeliest hires would be dable flores Frazier or Quinn in some order of that. I don't know. But I think it's it's going to be Brian Dable or Brian Flores. We're going to get a Brian as our coach. Very Love likely. a good Brian. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're going to have to start getting used to it. Hopefully that's the first name of our of our coach for a very, very long time to come. Uh, I, I don't know. Personally, between Dan Quinn and Leslie Frazier, Leslie Frazier just wasn't a very good head coach for the Vikings. Dan Quinn did get fired eventually, but he did take the Falcons to the Super Bowl. A lot of that you could say was because of Kyle Shanahan. So who knows? But uh, Dan Quinn has a lot of like, like h- hardcore like experience in like Super Bowls, like whether it be the Seahawks defensive coordinator or uh, or, or the head coach of the Falcons. But he's been in the playoffs a lot of times. He was 
a great defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Um, I just, I mean, I just think that, like you got to realize he's not going to get to bring Micah Parsons with him, so that's going to probably affect it. But I think he's a great defensive guy as well. Either so, either way. But uh, I would probably want to say my my rankings would be Dable, then Flores, then Quinn, then Frazier. Patrick Graham, I love Patrick Graham. Um, even though our, our defenses weren't like the best, uh, he seems like a nice guy. I just don't see him as our head coach. I don't want nice guys anymore. Like he's part no of the more last Mr. Nice Guy. He's part of the last regime, and it's like when you when you're trying to rip the bandaid off, start fresh like the Giants are. It's like yeah, you you can't you, you know. Best yeah, of no. luck. Get the fuck just, out. Uh, yeah, no, don't don't say that. Just thank you for get, your get thank you for your out. service. Thank you for your service. And then just salute him on the way up. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it's exciting. Who do you times. want? Think... Who do you want the most? What are your thoughts? I, I forgot to ask you that. I was so caught up in what I was saying. I mean, you know me. I don't know much about all the background information of other teams, but I think I just go on the fact that is it Dable, 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 Barwit, Barwit, Dable, Da Bang, Da Dang, Diggy, Kid Rock, baby. Um, yeah, I like, I like, I just like him just one, because I think he, he looks like he knows what he's doing. I could see him on the sidelines with the headset, with the Giants gear on. He looks good, looks the part. Also, he has, yeah, the connection with Joe Schoen. Um, he's worked with the offense of the Bills, which has been very good this year, considering. Like, how they do had you one see that guy, offense? There's one on guy. Sunday. They had one yeah, guy against the Chiefs down. score more touchdowns that I feel that any, like, the Giants scored in total season, it feels like. Yeah, he scored four more than Kenny Galladay did, and Kenny Galladay played a whole season, and he scored four more in that game than Kenny Galladay did the entire time with the Giants. Um, but, but, but yeah, like, how do you watch that game with the Bills Chiefs and not see what the Bills offense is doing? Like, I would love any of that to be what the Giants are doing. I would love us to be capable of any of that stuff. Because uh, it shows Dable's so good at, like, if, if he needs to beat you at the run, he can beat you at the run. And, like, throughout the season, he's been able to adapt to opposing teams. And I felt like the Giants, so many times, like, we got, we changed it up a little bit, and we beat the Eagles that one game. And that was really, like, after it went downhill, that was, like, the only thing we changed because we went to more of a run-based, then feed off the run to the pass, as opposed to just we have to pass, 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 let Daniel run. Uh, like, that was basically what it, we, it was very predictable is what we were doing. And, and throughout the season, the Bills have been able to, you know, condition their offense to they, they've been able to, to cater to who they're playing so they can they can attack their weaknesses and the giants just ran the same plays over and over again and like teams have film on that stuff so when you've run the same 55 plays or whatever it is they're gonna be like oh these are the ones they're gonna run that's all we gotta prepare for when you see the bills running stuff where gabriel davis is like if you look at his route chart you know where they show like the lines that they run the whole time yeah like Gabriel Davis's routes were basically all just like down the field. It was like, okay, well, you know, it works putting this guy in a seam route in the middle of the field, just send him down to the end zone. And it worked so many times for Gabriel Davis. And and he's able to cater routes and, and, and just everything towards 
who he's playing and to attack those weaknesses. He knew that the Chiefs were weak uh, without without Tyron Matthew especially and was able to attack that. And you saw that fourth and 13 where they, they kept the game alive. It would have been a Chiefs win in, in the fourth at that point. And, and Josh Allen was able to check down, throw it to Gabriel Davis. It's, it's Brian Dable writing up all those plays. He's calling the right plays. He's making those decisions to send into Josh Allen. It's given Josh Allen the ability to win. And it, it, Daniel Jones, you, you know, you can shit on Daniel Jones all you want, but like how many, how many times was Daniel truly put in a position to succeed and to win, whether it be just shit play calling by, by Jason Garrett or Freddie Kitchens or Joe Judge or whoever it was that was calling the plays, whether it be the shit play calling by that or, or just being like the lack of, of any kind of creativity offensively like i i mean we're dan stands obviously so we are biased but like i just don't think he had a fair shake at it no. i just don't think he was he's he's never been a quarterback under snap or under center especially under the joe judge thing uh under the joe judge regime it's like dude he he like yeah things looked bright and like he made stuff happen but like he was never put in a situation where it was like all right this is catering to daniel jones other than like the rpo and that was really because that was the only way we could move the ball yeah, and I think this is going to be a good win-win situation this year because I think if we have it, we have a new GM, new head coach with hopefully uh, good ideas, and then you know we have Daniel Jones there. Worst case scenario, if it still doesn't work out, well, it's the last year of his contract. We get a year; it's a free year, Daniel Jones, basically. Yeah, so I'm excited. Um, also, yeah, what was up with those replays? Was that a new thing where it's like the it looked like the Techno Bowl video game where it's like overhead? weird shit that they were doing where they were drawing the lines where the players were running and then the ball would go. Oh, they've been doing that lately. Uh, but yeah, I kind of like it. I kind of like that. I liked it, but also I was kind of like, why don't you just show the replay? Why are you doing this weird... Well, because it'll show you like all the routes that they've run throughout the... Or, or like the instant replay where they show that. That's more of like the analytical stuff. I like just the chart where it just shows like, this is so-and-so. These are their routes. Because like you'll watch Cooper Cups for the Rams and like he does have some goes... A, a couple of times each game, but a lot of them are just across the route, across the middle of the field kind of routes and stuff like that. And I like seeing like, oh, this guy is more of this type of receiver. But um, yeah, those those are cool to watch. Like if you're watching like a re, like a, an analytical type breakdown of it. Also, Alex O says Joe Schoen has ties with Bill O'Brien. Like Alex, we, I love the fact that you're here every no. week, but I feel that you bring up Bill O'Brien every week at this point. Well, right? he was the Texans coach. <laughs> And the Texans that were long suffering under Bill O'Brien, so that's why he's he's doing that as a, as a joke. But uh, yeah, no, Bill O'Brien is not even interviewed with the Giants, and I don't think he's scheduled to. Um, just quickly before we move on to the Giants, uh, Bobby Skinner from Talking Giants, uh, big fan of his work, but he's done a pretty good job of putting out like some the like, the pros and cons of coaches that we're, we're talking to. And uh, do you want me to run through just a, a few of them at least? Uh, like Leslie Frazier. He's attached to showing with the Bills. There's a DC. It says pro Leslie Frazier, first and second defense, two of the last two years with 18th in the last five years is like his his, his floor. Uh, his top eight in interceptions in five straight years. Opponents quarterbacks in the last 81 games under Frazier have thrown for less than 200 passing yards a game, 86 touchdowns and 82 interceptions. Uh, he's a forward thinker with co- coverage scheme and philosophy, and he's already got head coaching experience with the Vikings. Uh, the case against Leslie Frazier failed as Vikings head coach. Two years as Bucks defensive coordinator uh, in 14 and 15, he was bad. Oldest candidate for the Giants that they're talking to and the 13 seconds bullet point. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, 
he did give up a tie game. He, he let the opposing team drive to the field on them in 13 seconds. So that looks bad. That leaves a taste in your mouth, you know, on, on the way out. Um, then uh, Brian Flores took a tanking Dolphins team to five wins, uh, 19 and 14 record following two years. So he can win without great talent. He's blitz heavy on defense, creates turnovers. Offenses have not been horrible uh, with a horrible offensive line, a young quarterback, and he demands the most of his players. Then he says, uh, or right offensive coordinator and quarterback erases his flaws. Then the case against him, handing off to Tua, especially when other players had been bad, uh, has to has had a revolving door of coordinators similar to Joe Judge, so Giants could be a weird fit, and he's very conservative on fourth down. Uh, then the case for Dable, this is the last one I'll do, uh, develop, his development of Josh Allen, which is, I think, huge, a huge reason we'd bring him in. He's the third and second-ranked offenses the last two seasons. He's heavy run-pass option and play-action usage, which benefits Daniel Jones's. Uh, style as well. He's very adaptable to opponent and personnel. Run game is versatile and efficient and situationally aware, and he's simple but effective at route running concepts. Kind of like what I was saying about Gabriel Davis, where you just saw like the goes or just, you know, like slants and stuff like that. Like, I, I think that those are all positive to him and like the, the flaws. He was limited in his success before Buffalo, bottom five offenses in three of four years with really bad quarterbacks from t- 2009 to 2012. And in his 2019 offense, Josh Allen devolved, but still was not a great offense he also has no head coaching experience i don't know i i feel like dable makes me feel the best about those i agree i concur uh but the, you know the no head coach experiences I, I think it's gonna be tough for you to get with the position that the giants are in it's gonna be tough to get anyone who's had head coach experience and is gonna be good you know what i mean they, you could easily probably get a a former head coach that wasn't well, successful. Well, you get Leslie but... Frazier, you get Dan Quinn, you get those guys that were, or Brian Flores. I mean, all of those guys, besides Patrick Graham and Dable, have head coaching experience. Whether it be successful or very limited, they have. And, you know, I think that's why I would say like Quinn out of those guys, I would take Quinn probably over Frazier just because he's been around as a head coach longer. Uh, you're calling it here first. Exclusive Claire and Big Dable. Blue. Our new head coach will be named Brian. That's we're calling yep. it now. The life of Brian. Uh I would never curse the Giants with O'Brien. Yes, no, no O'Brien, yes to just regular Brian. <laughs> there you go. Um but yeah, so hopefully, I mean, interviews are going on until Thursday. Hopefully, by next week's episode, we'll have a new head coach to celebrate and get around and hopelessly buy in to his culture and all that bullshit that we'll do it again. Be yeah, exciting we'll, stuff. we'll do that. We're going to sell ourselves 100%. It's going to be an interesting show next week. So join us in. Um, by the way, I like the conversation when OK Twitter, what? When I mentioned the Giants being number four in fan attendance, yes, because we're awesome, and uh, and mm-hmm. I helped fudge those numbers by going to a game that we won. You did, you did. So go see. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part for the team. You know, I was there, 
and they won. So you're welcome. It works. Ah, <sighs> anyway, what should we talk about next? Are we talking about West Ham? Because I honestly, yeah. I have we nothing this Ham. week for how many things can you name? What to do one? You're next good. Week, but You're good on yeah. that. <laughs> good for that. Um, but now, so yeah, exciting things to look forward to for the Giants. Let's wrap up with some hammer time. Hammer time. West Ham United. Not again much to talk about. We've got one game and then nothing to look forward to because we've got stupid winter break yeah, in the Premier League. Six years before our next game. Oh, it's so annoying. Hundred um, years old. For their beard, it'll be amazing by then. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Um. So the only thing we have to talk about is West Ham's unfortunate loss against Manchester United. What were your thoughts? It was was bullshit, Mike. It was bullshit. First off, fuck you, Cristiano Ronaldo. You little bitch-ass motherfucker. Like, what a little soft, little whiny baby is he? Like, oh, no, I tripped. But, like, like, when he fell down and acted like he was, like, murdered and just rolled around on the ground. Like, yeah, it was like Zuma was he barely it was near you, dude. What the fuck's your problem? And Ronaldo just he thinks he 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 is a superstar. I, I mean, I'm not saying he's not, but just he tries to get those superstar calls so bad. And fucking like chase the referee around for five minutes, asking yeah, why you're did you give me that? Absolutely nothing. I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why they reward that shit. Like. I guess you have to reward it to both of those, but it's like, if you look at it, like the amount of him bitching probably added two minutes to the fucking stoppage time. And the stoppage time is where we lost. So like, you could look at like, if they don't allow that to factor in, but then if West Ham was down, I would have wanted the stoppage time. So I just talked myself out of my own take. Uh, but, but really, Cavani was offside to me. Cavani was offside, fuck him. And then like, they looked at it for, they said they looked at it. Allegedly they looked at it. I uh, screenshotted it and then looked at it on my phone and I, convince myself that it was offside i mean it, it, I don't know. but I yes refuse to accept this as a loss i am protesting this loss but yeah the point stands in that it was like when that goal went in they they looked at it on var for like 10 seconds if west ham had scored that that would have been oh we'd still be looking f- at it. five we minutes still be like, looking at oh. it and then it would have it wouldn't have counted wouldn't have counted fucking Big club bias, as they say. Big fucking club bias. It was that... bullshit. And then there was some, there was some, some sus like uh, no fouls there towards uh, towards the end of stoppage time. I, I thought that you know, uh, I thought Cavani was being a little rough there with a couple of our guys, and maybe they should have blown the whistle there. Who knows how much longer we have in, in, with, with time at that point? It just sucks that it was like literally like the last kick. Really, it, it was. I, yeah, it was. I was so pissed off. The, l- I, the last minute of over uh, of, of extra time, and we were fucked. Well, I mean, if you want to, yeah, you know, we need to look on the positives. I guess uh, I I thought generally I thought it was a very good performance by West Ham. I think we were very much their equals. We were hesitant when it we, came. Yeah, to we was a little bit hesitant. They were. I love Lanzini, but there were two times where Lanzini had and yeah, I had I the ball it, and he kept the he ball too the long. Box. You can't, yeah. It's like just kick the fucking ball, kick the ball to that dude. That's what you do. Kick it from wherever. Look, if you if the ball comes near you, and we are we are heading down the field offensively, just fucking shoot it. Don't think about it. Just fire that bad boy away. That's how we put. That's how we put points up with Lanzini. And then yeah. Antonio, 
I felt like he was hesitant with the ball. And then I, they just like, again, the, like you can be a bet, you can jump on him and treat him like you're his backpack and they're never get any, anything. They're never gonna call you for that. But Antonio like runs down somebody and he gets, he gets the, he gets called for a foul for, Oh yeah. Well, you know, I do that. It's like, what, what are they doing over here? Like you can, you can just fight him and not get anything. And if he does, if he, he's, he's, it's, it's not our fault that he's jacked, man. Yeah. So say it happens pretty much every game where someone will foul him and the referee won't do anything. And then literally 30 seconds later, he'll do the exact same thing. If not lighter on someone else, then he'll whistle. They'll blow the whistle. Yeah. So like, like, it's the same fucking thing. Um, yes, yeah, so I think offense towards the final third, I think, our big thing was what we were, for some reason we were taking way too many touches. I don't know. It was annoying to me rather than like just fucking shoot the ball or pass it. They was trying to be, I guess, too fancy. I don't know what it was, but it's, it happened several occasions. It just annoyed the shit out of me. Like, just get rid of the fucking ball. If you're not confident, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think definitely improved at the back with Zuma coming back. He was God, yeah, it's, what a difference that guy made. Fantastic makes. again. It's it, it was uh, like you kind of like could almost relax a little bit because like before, even against like Norwich and Leeds, he was like whenever they had the ball and they were attacking, it was like oh, there's yeah, there's glaring weaknesses at that point, and we didn't really have that. And just I don't know, I know Man U's struggling, and it seems like they're sort of riding the ship in a way, but. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't really been impressed with the way West Ham has played the last couple of games, but just being able to like, can, like we were in all three games with Man United. We beat him in the the cup, uh, but like we're it, it's those games we show up for. It's the the other teams like you know you, you you're dropping points against against like Southampton and shit like that. It's like Leeds. that's like your leads. My bad, uh, but like. That's what pisses me off about West Ham. We we show up in those bigger games, and even if we don't win them, we're in it. And I'm not trying to. That's not that is loser talk. But just where West Ham was three seasons ago, and the fact that we're consistently competing with these big teams, and it's not like there's always a team that can beat up on the bad teams that then just gets whipped anytime they play a, a City or a United or Chelsea or anything like that. And we've we've beaten Chelsea this year. We. We've dominated last the last couple of years. Tottenham, we've had in our pocket for the last couple of years. Like we're we're competing with the the big teams in the league, and that's that's what we need to be consistent at. But we just got to be able to pick up the points where it's it makes it okay if we lose a one nil game to Man United because when that that Leeds game just like we're, I, I I don't want to look back at like well, how are we out of the Champions League or how are we out of Europa because we lost a game to Leeds and then lost to United the following week. That's six points we just gave away. And if we could have salvaged three out of that, like we're sitting pretty in the, uh, in the table at that point. Yeah. It was, it's, you need, you need goals, you need points. And I think it was nice that historically, whenever we do face like the quote unquote big teams, we just kind of sit back and let them have the ball and it's normally that like our percentage of possession is ridiculously low. But this one was mm-hmm. like we held our own. We was there. We only had one shot on target, which was obviously disappointing. But that's the whole another thing where we need to get other striking options so that if Antonio is not having the best of days, we can actually have other options. Right. But um, 
we'll see how that works out. But I don't think it's because uh... we only the problem is beating a dead horse is depth. We we made one substitution for that whole game. I thought I thought that too. I was like, did we already make did we make like two subs that I didn't see? And my my buddy was like, no man, we've only used one. All right. I don't know why Vlasic didn't at least. Were get we a so chance. worried about getting like? Yeah, I don't know. I thought that he would have at least gotten a, a, an opportunity, but it was it was suspicious to me. But um, I don't know. I don't want to go against anything Moyes does now at this point because obviously he knows way more than we do. Yeah, but I mean, it's consistent. Cause the only the only things I would have to say negatively about him is is his substitution choices. And he's being consistent with that. I'm still sometimes like, why did you make that substitution? Or why didn't you make the substitution? I don't understand. I mean, I guess you don't want to... Because at the time, I guess you don't want to mess things up. Because up until the literally the last kick of the game, we were in the game against United. But mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it would have been nice to see some more attacking options brought on. Because the only, literally the only change he made was... Super Alpha Fredericks, which is a like for like, it's not changing anything. So, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, we got then, a while off now. We've got to, yeah, exactly. That's why didn't we just fucking go for it? Because who so cares? Yeah. Um, and then we've got, what was it like six days left of the transfer window? Five days left now? We haven't done anything? Mm -mm. Like, are you getting concerned? Stressed? A little bit. A little bit, but in Moyes we trust, right? Just keep telling ourselves that. We are still sitting fifth. Um, I mean, Arsenal has two games in hand. Tottenham has three games. Three? Two, Tottenham has two, three games in hand, yeah. Wolves have two games in hand. I mean, worst case scenario, if, if everything goes right, we could end up eighth, but... I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think everyone's going to win that game. I don't think so hand. either, dude. I think we're going to be able to figure it out. It's just, it's frustrating right now because we could be up like we could be fourth easily, but like we would have had some separation uh, in fourth if we had beaten United, or even if we had just gotten the point, we'd still be sitting fourth. Um, I'm happy that we're bitching about sitting fourth instead of whether or not we're seventeenth or sixteenth, you know, but. I'd like more. I'd like more. Yeah, you can't look back and be like, oh, if we won that, if we won that. But, you know, we should have beat Leeds. We could have beat Man United. And then that would have been, that would have put us four points behind Chelsea with a game in hand. Suddenly we're like, oh, shit. But it's yeah, like, are we, are we going to be able to catch them? Yeah, that would have been an awesome conversation to have. Uh, so did I miss how many things can Alex name? No, because of poor preparation, I forgot to bring up something. We were talking co head coaching, you know. We were, yeah, we, was, uh, we were researching. How many head coach candidates can you name? And he named all of them. And named them all. Nailed it. Um, but yeah, that'll be back next week. I don't know what I'm going to try to work out something. Maybe like hard seltzer brands or something. Flavors. <laughs> I don't know. Um... But yeah, so I mean, we don't want to get too far ahead because we need content. So, so next week, we'll talk about hopefully the new head coach of the Giants and we'll be previewing the hot game against Kidderminster. Woo-woo! Yeah. So you don't want to miss that. Don't want to miss that. 
Um, I guess before we a little light on content this week, but you know we don't want to drag things out. Uh, before we start promoting our other projects, anything else on your mind that you kind of wanted to vent or get out there before? Oh, uh, not really, man. Not really. I, I, I'm going to be doing that on past the gravy tomorrow, but it'll be it'll be good. So I actually don't have a, a not cool yet that I can think of. I got to think of one. You got mine though, right? Did you send it in? Yeah, I did. Today? I haven't Monday. looked. So... Yes, oh, Okay. And I uh, even we'll sent one it, for yeah. PTG Answers. Oh, my God. Like, I was, like, involved. Crushing it. Crushing life right now. And then I even text Crushing. you an idea for the pre-cum segment. Like, I'm yeah. just giving you so much content right now. Um, but speaking of, yep, so we've got this podcast, which is awesome. You should always check it out. Make sure if you are listening to us, why not join us live on Tuesdays, 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Or if you don't, you can listen to us, whatever, however you want to do it. Uh, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Good Pods, whatever you want to do. Go to cbbpod.com for all those links. But then we obviously do other shows. Uh, tomorrow we've got two new episodes of Waffle Box and Pasta Gravy. Alex, one of the good folks of the Gravy Gang, got to look forward to on tomorrow's Pasta Gravy. Um, I mean, we're going to answer your questions, and I have some pretty sweet ideas uh, of my own, some business ideas I'm going to pitch. Um, we're going to learn about, we're, we're going to talk about Ukraine, but we're also going to learn about cranes. Because I think a lot of people are just focusing on war, and I think we should not focus on war so much. We should focus on cranes, because crane is probably the coolest part of Ukraine's name. So we're going to learn about the birds, cranes, and maybe just construction cranes too i don't know who knows where that segment's gonna go um taylor swift is in a fight with your people and by that i mean the british um those red coats they're they're pissing off the swifties and speaking of p uh and pissing off we're gonna we're gonna teach you guys what uh pushing p means because i'm a big p pushing guy now yeah what yeah, is that where you can explain why your p is in blue yeah dude all the cool kids Twitter? are doing that now I'm, what getting, is that? What I'm getting hip with I'm pushing P, dude. It's not very that... P that you don't know what P is, dude. You're not being very P right now. Right? No, I'm not. You'll listen to Pass the Gravy tomorrow. I will. I to always do. P. I'll teach you how to be very P on Pass the Gravy tomorrow. Uh, at Pass the Gravy Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And then go like us on Facebook, Pass the Gravy Podcast, as well as our uh, YouTube channel. Just search Pass the Gravy Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. What's going on on Waffle Box? So, Waffle yes. Going back, I mean, whenever I look for stuff to talk about, I'm struggling. Right, well, I was struggling because yeah, it's literally sort of COVID, 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 war, COVID, 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 war. It's like Jesus fucking Christ. Um, but no, this week CNN though is like fucking just just jerking off to it though. Like, I, I we don't have uh, the the one CNN TV that I have at my office is like in a, an area that I go edit stuff during the show, and CNN's always on. And I always just like checking the headlines. Like I used to play a game when Trump was the president. And it was just like how many times during the show is Trump going to be the headline that I walk in and see? And it was like 10, 15 times sometimes. But uh, now it's just like COVID, COVID, Ukraine, COVID, COVID, Ukraine, Ukraine, COVID, COVID. They love it. Love them some COVID in Ukraine right now. This is I why guess, I, like, what's, I don't I even know. Watched... Like, we're, we're going to war with Ukraine? Is that what's happening, Mike? Might be. Explain, explain global economics with me right now. So apparently, we're, we're 
Russia might invade Ukraine for some reason. I don't know. Haven't we already maybe. done that? Haven't we already been on this road? Wasn't that Crimea? They're, the ball went over the backyard and then they wouldn't give it back. And so they give, I don't know what it is. And so everyone, like, so US and UK have been like, Russia, don't do it. Uh, uh, don't know. And so Russia, if they will do it, apparently we're going to go, which I'm sure is going to end very well if that happens. Yeah, this seems like that might not. But, well, but, uh, so we're going to learn about Ukraine and Cranes. Uh, what we're talking about in Waffle Box is uh, a real-life weekend at Bernie's that happened in Ireland uh, a little while ago, which is fun. Um, the mm-hmm. worst ever and the longest ever blind date that happened recently. Hmm. And how China have released a new version of the movie Fight Club with a slightly, and I say slightly, a huge change to the ending. He says slightly, um, lightly, if you know what I'm saying. I yeah. say slightly, lightly. <laughs> That'd be a t-shirt. Um, but yeah, so check that out. And we've got so much more to talk about. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, just forget about COVID in Ukraine. Listen to Waffle Box and Pasta Gravy. Yeah. You should do that. Um, check that out. Enjoy WaffleBox.com or WaffleBox Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all that good stuff. Oh, Kidoki and uh, Alex. So, last one he wants to talk about the Winter Olympics. No, too soon, too soon. Next week, next Winter week. Olympics, though. We're gonna talk somewhere. We're gonna do some huge. You better believe it, dude. Talk. If what is like, what's England's thing in the Winter Olympics? Um, do they have a thing? I don't think that do they have a thing because that because Americans is pretty much everything. Because in England, Besides, if it's like cross country skiing, but I think we even won that, and it used to not be curling either, but we fucking won that too. Like if in England, if like one tiny little snowflake falls as soon as it hits the ground, it's like all the trains are cancelled, all the buses are cancelled, everyone's died. So I Is don't think winter Olympics. No, like you get a. I mean, I mean I guess winter? it depends. If you, if like down south where I was from, very very rarely. If you're in like. The north and Scotland, then I guess yeah, they get snow quite a bit, but it's, it's terrible. So yeah, I can't think of anything that I'm sure we're good at something. But uh, well, you're, we'll we're see. Gonna, like we got you into Kentucky, or like you got into Kentucky. We'll have to figure something for you to get into. Maybe you'll be a big uh, shit. What is it called? This I'm picking it for you right now. It's the I don't know, whatever it is, it's like skiing, but also shooting at the same time. Skiing, shooting event. shooting name. The biathlon? Biathlon. Yep. Which makes me just like think about how they came up with it. Like, all right, all right, all right. What if, like, you, you were not the fastest, like skier like you you weren't the best like long distance skier over there okay but what if we added guns to it why do we add guns I, I don't fucking know dude you just gotta stop periodically and shoot shit i mean you know what actually it sounds pretty sick let's try it and they're like see i'm the best at it i've been doing this in my yard for years <laughs> you know, they must they must be like we need one more event they weren't good um... enough at, to make it into the shooting in like the summer olympics but they were also not quite good enough to get into the the skiing in the winter olympics so they're like what if just combine the two boom no i think we got ourselves a sport someone was like thinking they're like 
Do you ever think like how in like America you have like the drive-by shooting? Do you no reckon like way. in wow, getting dark now? Do you think in like snowy no countries that in Norway the drive-by <laughs> shooting is skiing? And someone's like, oh, what if we had guns to the skiing event? Genius. But I think we could come up with a better name than biathlon. Biathlon sounds cool. Though it sounds like it's not. Yeah, it could that. be anything. It's just but two it makes events smashed like, into one. Yeah. Biathlon. Let's literally let's just have a triathlon, but it's not anything related to working out. But if you like had just, what, a yeah, triathlon? You had a beer, you have a beer, a shot. <laughs> And and then you have to do that thing where you put your head wine. on the pole and you yeah, run around. A glass of wine, beer, a shot, and a glass of wine. You're like, yeah, yeah, I just did a triathlon. No, I think the, the triathlon would be better if rather than a shotgun, they had like two pistols, like a cowboy, and so they skied, got out to it, and then carried on skiing. That'd be way more fun. What does athlon mean? It's the okay. No, it means contest. It comes from the ancient Greek word athalon, meaning contest or prize of a contest. So a biathlon or triathlon could literally just be two activities. Exactly. So yeah. it's a very vague name. We need a better name that. for the no, ski no, no. shooting event. We need to just come up with our own triathlons. Like scooting. Twenty-six point two ounces, and we'll start putting those. Those stickers on our car instead of miles. Ooh, make that. Put that up in the store. What's that? A sticker? Just a 26.2 OZ sticker, and you can put it on your car. Wait, what is 22 ounces? 26.2. That means you just have to drink 26.2 ounces. Like, you have to run 26.2 miles if you're running a triathlon. Or a marathon. Marathon, I mean. I don't know. We'll discuss this off air. We'll, discuss yeah, this we'll, off air. we'll, we'll, we'll workshop it. It's fine. It's fine. We got yeah. great ideas coming though. Oh, that sh- that merch.cbpod.com is going to be fucking fire in the next couple of weeks. Fingers crossed. Um, okay. Yeah. So check this out. Waffle Box Pod, Pasta Gravy Pod. Check those out. Send us your ideas at Mr. Mike Fish or at Alex J. Middleton for your new names for the skiing shooting event because Biathlon, in my opinion, is a terrible name. Um, but until next week, don't forget. Seahorses forever. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Hey, let's go to Peyton. He's going to break down that touchdown. Can't hear shit. Never mind.